Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Lexless Matt's Excellent Adventure. That's right. It's week two of No Lex. <laughs> you know, in, in retrospect, it probably wasn't the best timing uh, to have 100% of our, you know, LGBTQ uh, hosts uh, off the show during Pride Month. So I'm going to, uh, you know, lean heavily into the allyship side of things and go ahead and do my best. So <laughs> thank you for tuning in, everybody. Once again, I'm joined by Dolores Peters. Say hi, D. Hey, everybody. That's right. That's right. You guys asked for it. We delivered. We got more D for you. <laughs> that's right. Delivering. Yes. Delivering the D. That's, that's right. That's <laughs> Exactly what we're about. <laughs> this, is, this is flying in the face of the way that I opened this episode completely. Oh my god, this is total allyship, okay? There are some out there that are all about the D, and that's okay. All right, but we are all like, you know, with the cis-hetero 90s uh, humor right now. What are, what's happening? Oh my god. This is unacceptable. Cancel. Cancel. Oh my god. Ah, see, oh, see, I got you to say we're canceled. Like, Lex would get you to say we're canceled. Ah, uh, okay. All right. It comes full see, circle. See, I know what I'm doing. It's true. It's I know true. what I'm doing. I can't front on that. So, once again, thank you. Th- thanks, you. Thanks, <laughs> you. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Uh, if you'd like more of our shenanigans, you can follow us at Lex and Matt across the board, or even consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Lex and Matt, where a kind group of individuals, much like yourself, are ready to join in the chicanery and the tomfoolery and the, the, the other words that people don't use anymore that don't come to mind right now. Anyway, let's get into our show. How are you doing, Dee? I am doing good. Okay. I'm doing good. Yep. End of the day. It's a good it's a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. As a as a wise man once says, Superman does good. You're doing well. Damn. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was just like, ooh, perspective. Yeah, that's correct. That man was Tracy Morgan on Thirty Rock. <laughs> So, uh, we have a good excuse this week as to why Lex is gone. Legitimately this time. Not, not, the, not the whole E.T. thing. Legitimately, Lex, unfortunately, is the latest to come down with the COVID. Ooh. So, yeah. Fuck, fuck that COVID. Uh, so, she is currently quarantining. And wouldn't you know it, she left the microphone on the other side of the door. And also probably all the coughing and, and sneezing and such probably wouldn't make for good uh, audio editing. For any of us. So we're going to give her the week off once again. So we got a little bit of entertainment news for you folks. There's a lot of entertainment news this week, actually. (laughs) Right, a lot of it. A whole lot to dig into. So just following up on last week, we talked about Stranger Things, of course. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there's no news as to what to expect from the second half of the season. Um, But I will say that there has been a lot of talk about one of the characters, uh, Will, and his his sexuality because it's come into question, mm-hmm. uh, not only in our own viewing but you know a lot of the fans on Twitter and everything like that. And as it turns out, the the Duffer brothers have stated that we're going to get a definitive answer about where he stands uh, in the second half of the fourth season. So okay, we'll see if that's just you know the the carrot being dangled or if they're going to be legit with uh what's going on there hmm yeah that's going to be a little bit 
that will be interesting because they haven't quite had the they haven't been pressed mm-hmm. to adhere to current day you know concerns and conversations about society and stuff like that that yeah. kind of would be in you know in within their scope that would be like a flash forward well, that's an interesting thing i mean one could say that they could use that as a cop out like in the type it of could. media that they're putting out right now it's supposed to be of course all about the 80s right and in the 80s we didn't get a lot of conversation about lgbtq uh, people, at least not like, you know, not, not f- just on the nose about right. it. It was just like hinted at or alluded to. Right, exactly. Or in, it was still very taboo yeah. to talk about. And, and in worst case scenarios, it was made to be the punchline in right. a lot of situations, too. Although there was one glowing, very glowing moment in LGBTQ history, at least film history, with hmm. Paris is Burning. Oh. So, I mean, that that opened a lot of eyes and uh, a lot of minds to the LGBTQ um, society of the time. So yeah. that's always, that's a great thing. It's a great thing. It is a great thing. One, one would say that, you know, with something as, as mainstream as mm-hmm. Stranger Things, you know, mm-hmm. they're taking, uh, not a risk, because it's just, it's real shitty that something like that is considered a risk right. now. Because right. even though you're making uh, media of that era... Mm-hmm. You still adhere to you know uh, the 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 feel of the day, like you the can't mindset of the day. The you po- can't the politics of the day, right? You yeah. can't make and not even saying politics, just the reality of it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And they can't, you know, they can't pull punches and as much as say, "Oh, it was of the time." No, it doesn't fly anymore, right? You can't exactly, do that. exactly. So we're gonna see what happens with that. Uh, other Stranger Things related stories, we've learned that Kate Bush is once again on the charts. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. We're running it. up that hill. So funny thing about that song, it plays a it plays a substantial part in uh, Stranger Things mm-hmm. uh, season four, just the first half of that season without giving too much away. Uh, you know, it, it really does come in to play with one of the characters specifically. Yes. Now, most people may only know this song. They may have only been familiar with this song uh, via the placebo cover. Right. That came out in the late 90s, I want to say. Maybe early 2000s. Late 90s to early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Now, what was that? Was that connected to John, uh, Donnie Darko, if I'm remembering correctly? Or am I thinking of something different? Mm, actually, that version, I honestly, the only... <laughs> Uh-oh. The only thing that I, <laughs> well, Lex is gonna love this. Here we so go. The only thing that I can really connect the placebo version of that song to uh-huh. was a wrestling promo. You're talking about the Undertaker Shawn Michaels feud promo of WrestleMania 27. Yes, I was just watching that before you came into the into the studio. So specific, so damn specific, you guys. Like it was he had perfect, it in his pocket, ready to go. It was the perfect thing because I was totally going to bring it up if you didn't. It was the perfect <laughs> thing to set the tone for that feud because it was, you know, the streak was on the line for the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels' career was on the line if he didn't beat him, right. and everybody knew. He he wasn't going to beat Undertaker, but you, know, you never know. It's wrestling. You never know what could happen. Man. Um, but again, that's just wrestling adjacent, so it doesn't count. So the placebo version, it caught on not just because of that segment, but it was a very popular uh, cover of that song at mm-hmm. the time. So placebo yeah. also covered uh, Mad World. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was a big part of the Gears of War ad campaign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, they've uh, they've done a couple of stellar covers. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, 
the the Kate Bush version is a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, it's more poppy. It's, it's a little bit more poppy, um, and it sounds a little bit more desperate. Uh huh. Like like eighties melodramatic desperate like, you know that kind of that kind of de- that level of desperation yeah the placebo version is like I just shot some heroin oh no <laughs> and things are moving slowly and now I'm sinking into a pit of despair like that you know because that's just what you know that, that was just the vibe that was a hardcore vibe <laughs> that they were giving and they sold it well I was so. gonna say it's what it was like to chew five guns but Man, that's just me. Yeah, I you know. know you, you never even bought a pack of five. Nope. <laughs> never bought a pack. Never bought a pack. <laughs> I'm always referencing. It's true. It's true. Oh. So yeah, um, you know, it's it's interesting, and and she she did uh, release a, a very rare uh, public statement, just thanking people for supporting her song and yeah. supporting the show, saying she's really glad about how it was used. Apparently, they. They had to send her uh, a part of the script uh, wow. before she even approved the usage of her song. Okay, that and makes it was sense. their first choice, so that was kind of great that it, that it happened like that. That's very good. Yeah. So um, once again, if you haven't watched this season, uh, the first half of Stranger Things, it's really great. I totally understand if you are waiting for the second half of the season to drop because, mm-hmm. yeah, you do want the complete story, but at the same time, like it's it's worth checking out on its own. I think mm-hmm. it's a long group of episodes too yeah like archie mentioned mm-hmm. last episode so yeah check that out yeah so we got a few more stories here um the sandman trailer dropped along with a release date so the sandman of course is uh the the vertigo series from dc that came out uh in the 90s and was just like phenomenal it was phenomenal it caught on it was very popular with comic fans uh, of a certain age and, mm-hmm. and, and it has just endured it's it's a work of fiction that has not been topped in a lot of different ways so true and it, it is definitely indicative of, indicative of the time mm-hmm. it's inspired so many other works Neil Gaiman is just uh, you know he's a, he's a master at writing absolutely you know and his his career has <laughs> has given uh, it has given uh, wings to the careers of other creators who have worked with him. Like I'd say Jill Thompson, uh, Chris Bichello, um countless others that yeah. don't come to mind at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> People who get to go to his home and right. like actually have like writing uh, retreats with yeah. him and stuff. Oh my God. It's great. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's great. Um, the Sandman trailer, it looks like it is on theme. It looks like it's definitely invoking, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of what the comic book put out there and the debut date is August 5th. Yes. Yeah. So Give mark your calendar. To me. Give it to me. He's really excited about it. It's a Netflix thing, and it's part of their Geeked Week that they're they're putting out uh, info for. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, he got to try on the helm of uh, Morpheus. Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Morbius. Morpheus. Morpheus. Morpheus is the main character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, he was just very, of course, geeked about so getting to try that on himself. Okay, so uh, the next thing we have on the list is Ted Lasso. So um, the understanding now is that season three is going to be the final season and that this was always the plan. Wow. Which 
is extremely rare to hear (laughs) (laughs) that any series that is doing well is just saying like, yep, yep. We knew from jump, we wanted this to last this long, no longer. That's it. And we're sticking to it. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I I am curious to see how much they actually stick to it though. Um, not necessarily, not necessarily expecting them to say like, oh no, we're going to bring on another season after the third, but maybe there'll be a spinoff of something. I'm interested because of course, you know, we love Ted Lasso and, uh, it's, it's such a great show. It's such a feel good show. Mm -hmm. Um, for them to end it at season three, I, I, I imagine Mm -hmm. that Apple TV is begging them to come with more episodes, you know, Mm -hmm. or at least make like season three supersized or something like that. Mm. Um, we've seen such, such great failures and great achievements from the character and the team that he's coaching and everything like that. I'm wondering if they can wrap it up in, in a meaningful way, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that they can. Um, I mean, it wouldn't... It, it, it would be such a letdown for all audience, for all the uh, fan members out there if they didn't wrap everything up in a, in a, in a meaningful way. Yeah. Um, simply because they really have had a good track record of doing exactly that from season to season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the issue that the, the only overarching issue for the most part is Ted's personal issues. Those yeah. are, those are the only, that's the only thing that we see that are, that's consistently an issue from, from season to season. So, you know, we would want, I would think that all the fans would want that buttoned up for this last season and, mm. um, you know, just just out of courteousness. Well, we've got a <laughs> we've got a new villain and a new rival to deal with uh, this uh, third season true. as well. So it's interesting that they would they would launch that big of a story beat mm-hmm. without you know giving us more than one season to to dig into that, right? Because this is a it's a pretty big deal, you right. know, if you ask me. So absolutely, we'll see what comes of that, right? Yeah. So. Um, I don't think they gave a release date for the next season, but yeah, it's gonna it's coming to Apple TV sooner than later. They're trying to get this out to keep people subscribed. <laughs> They're saying later this year, so that's that's the best we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we and did that get, works though. That works for me. We did get a substantial release date for a couple of different things though. Harley Quinn season three is gonna drop at some point this summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh the animated series, of course, on HBO Max, which stars uh Katie Cuoco mm-hmm, <laughs> as the voice mm-hmm. of Harley Quinn. Um, we learned that not only is what we do in the shadows uh, going to drop on July 12th, but also it's been renewed for a fifth and sixth season yeah! ahead of the debut. So, yeah, that is a lot to celebrate about. Um, you know, it's it's quite the difference to uh, Taika Waititi's other show, uh, Our Flag Means Death. It almost seemed like HBO Max was waiting until the last minute to drop the news for that. Yeah. Some have theorized that he was they were waiting until Pride Month started to drop the news, which is kind of on the nose. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. you know, it, it also had a lot to do, in, in my mind, it had a lot to do with the reshuffling over at um, 
HBO, Warner Media, you know, ah. the whole Discovery uh, merger that mm-hmm. they've been working towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible that there had to have been some negotiation with the uh, with the second season of that show. Yeah. But from what I understand, it's not the the cheapest show to make either. Right, right. But although, although they do they do use a lot of practical, it seems like they're using a lot of practical like stage staging and things like that to make things happen so yeah yeah but that in some cases that can make it more expensive you know especially when it's shot uh you know quote unquote at sea it's it's kind of just you know yeah there's a lot of cg a lot of touch-up that has to be done to make it look like they're they're on the ocean but there are parts there were parts to me at least where they where we would actually see over the boat into the water. Yeah. And it would feel like, oh, they're in a pool. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it, 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 I could be wrong about it. That's just, that was just my perception of it. But, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not crazily more expensive for this second season. Yeah. And, you know, just to at least keep it, to keep it going. Because you don't want to have a crazily expensive, uh, like, series that lasts for, like, seven seasons or whatever. Okay. But, uh, without without giving some substance. So, I'm hoping that, you know, we get some good stuff this, this coming season. Me too. Me too. So, other, other uh, debut announcements. Uh, a League of Their Own. I forgot that this was actually happening. So odd. It's a series, and it's it's uh, of course based on A League of Their Own by Penny Marshall. Yeah. That wonderful sports movie, one of the one of the few that I like, even though I don't give a fuck about baseball. <laughs> but it's just such a great movie with a great cast. So, yeah. uh, Abby Jacobson, she of Broad City, uh, and very many other projects, mm-hmm. include I think she's yeah she's the voice of the main character on uh, Disenchanted, Disenchanted, right? Yep, yep. She's going to be uh, writing and helming this new version of it. So interesting. Yeah, it's got a lot of familiar faces in there. Uh, you know, we've got Nick Offerman was seen, mm-hmm. uh, Darcy Carden from uh, A Good Place. Yeah. You know, of course, I mentioned Abby Jacobson, Matt Faxon. Uh, apparently. Some of the original cast is involved, but that's just a rumor at at this point. Really? So, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out. Ooh. You know? Who? Like, Rosie? Maybe Rosie, maybe Madonna. I mean, they're not that busy. I, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, really, you know. Slap. I don't know. They're just, you know, they're just taking a break. They're fine. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just like, mm-hmm, they've been cooling. They've been chilling off on the back. They are right. Somewhere. They are right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you some work. Right, right. So, yeah, um, I'm that that debuts August twelfth. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic about that. It's an Amazon Prime show. Yeah. Um, you know, if they give it the same love and attention that they've given uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and how they treat that show, I think it could, it could do very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do hope so. I mean, it's a it's a good story. The thing that makes it odd to me, though, is just that the movie did so well. Yeah. Like, telling the story. A complete story, too. Um, the only factor that mm-hmm. is incomplete from that is the inclusion of black women on on the teams. Right, right. And all that stuff. So so that story, I think they're, it looks like they're going to delve into that a bit more, which will be interesting. Um, and I think that that would be a good, you know, that, that's just as good of a storyline as any to run a a series. But, 
Um, I just want to see what other elements about it actually com- make it complete, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so it seems like it's it's going to be following brand new characters oh. uh, outside of the original film. Okay. So it's going to be around that era. It's going to be yeah. that World War II era, mm-hmm. but it's going to feature, you know, just a similar plot, I'm sure, but yeah. on a different side. Maybe like slightly right after World War II. Is no, no, like same time thing. period, but just a different team. Oh, oh, I see, I you see, Because okay. it, it was a league. Yeah, that's true. It was a league that's of their true. own. Oh, 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 God. Their own league. Wow. Yes. Uh, you can stop. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> cool. Thanks for trying. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> so, yeah, one thing that kind of bugged me about the trailer is they're using music that's not of that era. But that's wow. something they do on Maisel sometimes, too. During the credits, they'll play a song really? that wasn't of that era. And it's just like... It takes it, you out. It takes you out of the moment. But yeah. it's almost like... like Ripping off a band-aid. Just like, all right, show's over. You know. <laughs> Lights are on. <laughs> Here's a song by the Pixies. Like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> the Pixies, you say. <laughs> right, right. Like the original, original Pixies right. from like the 40s? It, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, here's Fanagram. Like, well, all right. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Fanagram. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, <laughs> on a complete other side of things, um, Paramount has uh, apparently decided to go all in with a Beavis oh, and Butthead God. revival. And this is a three-front attack. And it's an attack directly focused at you based on the face that you're making. Beavis and Butthead are coming back. Deal with it. Oh, man. They're coming back. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I love I love nostalgia. I really do. Sure, I truly do. Sure, but that just doesn't hit it for me. You know, like it's just like all right. I, and I and I used to watch Beavis and Butthead. We all I did totally at some point. Used yeah. To. Yeah. yeah, everybody. I think everybody did just because it was on so much. That's exactly it. It was on. It was it was during the transition of MTV when it was going from music videos strictly to real world yep. and Beavis and Butthead all yep. day, every That's day. That's exactly it. So there is a little bit of good news involved in this announcement that should appeal to many people, which is that they are remastering the original episodes of Beavis and Butthead along with the original music videos included. Ooh, so a lot okay. of those that have been lost to time, all those mm. various gags that Mike Judge made mm. with these two jamokes sitting on the couch... Like there, I gotta admit, there are a few videos that I wouldn't have seen if it weren't for Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, there's there's a few songs that were in there. I was like, I want to learn more about this. You know, so that's happening. Yeah, that's this true. all kicked off with the announcement of the Beavis and Butthead um, do the universe Ooh. movie, where they get sent into space, and it looks like a a parody of Interstellar in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. And then, last but not least, Mike Judge is returning to produce brand new episodes of Beavis and Butthead once again. Because he just can't kill them boys off. Man, don't do that. Just bring back King of the Hill. That's what everybody wants. So much more. There was so much more to King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah. And it was so much more enjoyable. So I don't know what it is about King of the Hill. Um, that they just will not resurrect it. I don't know if it's because it's touching the line of being overly political for this time. It's okay. just a little bit. Yeah. Because of his dad, of course. Yeah. Cotton. His no-knee-having-self. With, with no-knees. 
And yeah, it's just God. Hank was very, very strong in his beliefs about certain things, and he very came true. around to a lot of different ideas. He did, he did. But he he was stuck in his time for a lot of other things. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it, it may not play well today, and I think that's a concern as to why they're not bringing it back. Well, Beavis and Butthead is just straight up just dirty humor, just dumb, just dumb, and they can do that. So, we're going to see how Beavis and Butthead goes. Hopefully, it goes well enough that they decide to bring back King of the Hill as well. That's a that's a very nice pipe dream. <laughs> that's a very nice pipe dream. I just, you know, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just upset that we have to, you know, be dragged through the bushes yeah. <laughs> first to get to the damn pipe. That's well, ridiculous. We're going to see how it goes. Hey, D. Huh. Have you seen the poster for the new Black Adam film? No, I have not. Well, look at the notes because oh. I just put it in there before the show started. Oh, shit now. And it's the poster for the new Black Adam film coming October 21st from Warner Brothers. Yes, Warner Brothers. <laughs> Those guys. And uh, the, the tagline says the world needed a hero. It got Black Adam. It's The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what they say. Once you go Black Adam, you can't go back, madam. Shut the hell up. You did not just... Wow. Who... uh, I need... I need... I need an adult. I need the police and an adult. But we are an adult. No. I don't believe you. At least one. I don't believe you. And we don't want the Oh, no, no. I need to confer with another adult. I see. I see. Because this is ridiculous. The only cop I trust is your uncle. That's it. Just the one. Just the one guy. And only for a short amount of time. Only for a short amount of time. Certain situations. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, uh, a couple more things and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, The season five cast, the season five leads for Fargo have been announced. And we have Juno Temple... Jennifer Jason Leigh and John Ham, John Ham. By God, that's John Ham's music. It's John Ham. Good God Almighty, John Ham is coming. (laughs) That's right, John Ham, the elusive John Ham, who we've wanted to see do something substantial for quite some time. Yeah. Outside of parroting himself (laughs) and commercials, and parroting himself in commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've wanted to see this, so I'm I'm glad we're gonna we're gonna get him as a character named Roy. Temple will play Dot, and Lee will play Lorraine. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, John Hamm is best known for his Emmy-winning role in the AMC drama series Mad Men. Apparently, he also appeared in Top Gun Maverick, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> um, you know, he's sporadically appeared on 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. He was in Baby Driver, which we can never watch again, unfortunately. Hard times at the... Was it hard times or bad times? Bad times. Well, he wasn't in that. Bad times at the casino. At the uh, El Royale? At the El Royale, yeah. Who was he in that? He was the... the he was, oh, he was the traveling salesman Yeah, guy? with all the... With all That's the right. That, okay, yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> he was in that film. Yes. Which is still viewable because nobody in there is a fucking asshole Man, that please, we know of. Please go see that movie. It's like, a, not even playing. Yeah, that was a, a very good film. It's a good film. Yeah. It's an enjoyable film. It's wild. Anyway, yeah, season five FX is happening. No release dates on that yet, but of... I will be ready. 
Of course. I will be ready. Of course. Okay. Uh, last but not least, Julia Garner of Ozark has been offered the role of a lifetime in this biopic from Universal focused on the one and only, oh, we mentioned her earlier, Madonna. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So Julia Garner, who was Ruth in Ozark, also in that um, that trailer that kept on making me have to turn away, oh, Inventing Anna yeah. on Netflix. Uh, she's been offered the role of Madonna in a forthcoming biopic about mm-hmm. the pop icon. Sources familiar with the project told Variety. This is breaking news, everyone. Yes. So it's it's such breaking news. We don't even know if she's accepted yet. But who wouldn't accept the role of a lifetime, like playing Madonna? <laughs> I mean, I, I, hey, she's she's led a hell of a life. She's been extremely notable. She's yes. been very famous and very, like, successful period she's also started a lot of conversations about societal norms and taboos and she's also been a friend of the of the lgbtq community and everything and sure i mean she's got a lot she's got a large story to tell so she does and i hope it all begins with who's that girl because by golly that movie still slaps so I don't know. I, I've I've liked Madonna at various points in her career. Mm-hmm. At other points, I've I've not. <laughs> but the majority of her career, I, I have enjoyed Madonna. Yeah. Um. I just I just really hope that they're able to get her look down. To be honest, because I mean we're talking about a pop icon, massive pop icon. Mm-hmm. The look has to be exact, very precise. Must have the eighties makeup on. Must have the wild. 80s like jackets and and jewelry and the hair has to look home peroxide bleached you know type of look it it just it just has to flow it just has to um if if not just for a moment it has to be that way um i i really do wonder what what issues they're going to actually touch upon though within her within her career what what things they're going to actually display on screen? Because man, because if they if they get around to the sex book, oh yeah, era. I mean, that's gotta happen. That's yeah, gotta happen. yeah. But how much of it is gonna really happen? I mean, you know, we've we've come to a point in films where, you know, being naked really isn't a big deal anymore. No, you know, no. we can't we can't turn on a comedy on Amazon Prime without seeing full frontal dong these days that's true it's just bam that is true fresh out the grease there yes, it is yes yeah. fresh out the grease fresh out the grease dong fresh out the grease okay <laughs> okay that's oh a spicy dong yeah i guess so yeah i mean it's i don't i don't really see a big problem with that because what was once controversial and taboo during madonna's heyday mm-hmm. is pretty much the norm now in a lot of ways right right it's it's not even so much the content like what they put up there it's 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 really um showing every every aspect of the situation like if they start getting into the politics that ended up working into this situation the uh the societal norms the the conversations around societal norms that were happening at that time Mm -hmm. um the way that women were perceived at that time as performers and uh, ver- versus social, well, 
I hate to say this, members of, you know, social, the, the social justice group, you know? Okay. Um, those things, those things are the things that I really want to see how they portray them on screen. Because those were finer points that grownups were talking about at the time. Like older people were talking about at that time. Um, and were arguing over at that time. Whereas the rest of us who were all young, we're all like, she's the shit. Like, she's yeah. amazing. She's out there and wild and she's she's being herself. And, Absolutely. And we, we really held that in high regard. And she knows the puma personally to the point that she doesn't get mauled when she goes to pet it. I mean, how fucking awesome is that? <laughs> I mean, it's just fucking red. Oh my god, that is that is kind of a magical yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, that's have. what hooked me as 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 a young boy who had to watch uh, Who's That Girl with his girl cousins multiple times. <laughs> like. I was just waiting for the part where she got to chill with the panther. I was like, that yes. Was it. That was That was my jam. I was like, yes, dude. It's fucking, I want to spend time with that panther. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of late-breaking news here. James Gunn says he's involved now with multiple DC projects. Oh, my Lord. Plus another spinoff show for Peacemaker that blends characters. He's going to get burned out. I think so. But he's I'm, I'm excited so to see out. it happen because the man... Man be working. Yeah, he does. Between this and Guardians, but you know what? What he does, which I think is very smart, is he tends to to do with a what a lot of um, sci fi creators do, uh, which is they they have a, a cast of players mm-hmm. and staff that they keep with them, and it mm-hmm. seems like he's he continues to pull from that roster. That's true. You know, I mean, he's got a few like one offs here and there, like John Cena is somebody he's never worked with until. Uh, Suicide Squad, but even then, he's like, okay, I'm gonna put you in these other couple of projects. Yeah, you yeah. know, and he's done amazing work. With right, that. and now that he's pretty much done with the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. he can start importing character, or rather, actors and staff from that crew, right, to come and work with him on Peacemaker and then the other DC stuff. Right. So, of course, no big details revealed yet because they like to keep stuff close to the vest, mm-hmm. and since it's a Warner Brothers thing, it may not happen anyway because they're weird right now. Um, <laughs> lastly, uh, apparently a ceiling collapsed what? during the screening of Top Gun Maverick what? in the theater. And the audience is <gasps> oh, fine. Oh my God. But they were compensated with two free tickets. Fuck that. Give me money. Yes. Like, I don't, and I don't mean my money back. I mean. Compensation. Yes. Compensation for the danger zone that they put me in. I'm saying my trauma. Yes. My trauma is hurt. <laughs> like, like, I just can't. Wow. Wow. It just caved in. How? Where was this? This is apparent. This apparently happened in uh, Taiwan. But, of course, Uh-oh. it's... Yeah. Well, there's, there's still developing uh, oh. details on that. But, you know, the most important thing, nobody was hurt... But the the second most important thing, two free tickets. Like, come back. What? What are you this talking about? Right, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, you know, our ceiling almost fell on your head. You almost died. But that's okay. We're going to invite you. We're going to fix that. And then we're going to invite you back. Won't even, like, won't even replace the popcorn. Pardon me? Like, the popcorn had to get some asbestos in it or something. Or some I'm ceiling saying, bits. yeah. You know? Some some dust. Just heavy, even just heavy dust. I mean, look, I'm all about the 4DX experience. Mm. You know, the rocking 
the, mm. the, the scents, the sounds, mm. the, the smoke in the theater. The mist. Yeah, but that's a bit much. Yeah. That's a bit much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might need therapy after that. Yeah. That's rough. That That is such you know, a they, raw they, ass deal. They like. say you pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge of it. But they don't give you a choice. Stop it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, this is all you get. Oh my god! Just take this edge of the seat. That's I would get. really be upset. I yes. would seriously be upset yes, if a theater absolutely. actually just said, "Oh yeah, we're just, we're just gonna patch this shit up. You come <laughs> on back and watch it again." Oh, it's new skylight. Right, right. Brand new skylight. <laughs> it's part of the experience. It's daytime, daytime movie screening. Look, I don't like this experience. It's raining outside. It's not raining anywhere in the movie. Oh no, no, no. Well, it's uh... raining in the character's heart. <laughs> That's that, yes. That is metaphorical. Metaphorical. <laughs> it's metaphorical. It's metaphor brought to life. And this is oh. where we're gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, folks, for tuning in once again. I'm Matt Peters. I'm D Peters. And be excellent to each other. Bye. Stop the same. Aww. <laughs>